Hello, friends. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to my podcast. First things first, I'm so thankful and just so overwhelmed by the amount of support so many of you have given me. I had no idea that would garner this level of interest. I feel so encouraged to continue doing this as I feel so aligned and in my purpose. Even if it is just one person who resonated with me, that would be enough. If you already haven't, please give me a follow um, as I will ensure I'll get more reach. Hopefully once I put out a couple more uh a couple more episodes, you'll be able to rate it as well. Um, a couple things I want to address about my previous episode was that it was originally a video. I just honestly wanted to put my Spotify out. I just wanted to publish it, but it needed an episode before it could get released to the platform. And so I had already made a video, a, a vlog. And so uh, honestly, all I did was convert it into uh, an MP, is it an MP4, MP3? And so, um, just released it just so I could get it kickstarted, you know? So it wasn't perfect. I am aware of that, but I also was not at home. I wasn't even in the state, so I didn't have the proper equipment. I went the other day to get, um, this, uh, blue Yeti, you will notice that the sound quality is much better. And I'm so honestly excited to kind of actually do this properly. So technically, this will be my first official podcast episode because the previous one was originally a video. Okay, so I before we get into today's episode, I wanted to kind of address a couple of things that was mentioned in my my last one. And I, you know, like I always feel like there's always room for improvement for everything that I do. And there were certain points that I felt like I didn't explain very well or could have uh, elaborated more. But when I was talking about love, just just that my intentionality is to love. But but finding it hard to love sometimes when you're kind of in the mindset that you're sad and you can't find the reason to do anything that you love. Um, well, sometimes the most you can do is to love yourself and that is enough. Our goal is to extend our love as far as we can, but sometimes, you know, when it's really hard already to love ourselves in that moment when when we are experiencing these really hard emotions sometimes you just have to be kind to yourself and be gracious to yourself and allow yourself to feel those feelings and that is how you can love yourself and in that moment that's okay you don't have to try to fix yourself or try to get over it get over that feeling fast enough so then you can get back to a normal state. You can just let yourself feel. Just let yourself be you. Let yourself be sad. Another thing that I said, well, I talked a lot about my t- intentionality uh, being to love. But that does not encompass everything that I want for myself. In a later episode, I will talk about how the universe, the, the universal purpose is to find and know God, not in how Christians preach about it, because I I feel like my perspective of God is a lot more accepting 
and a lot less, you know, by the books. The other purpose is to serve, which in that sense is that love extending outwards, which I talked about earlier. Now that I've we've got all that aside, I want to just go ahead and jump straight into today's episode, which is called Women Are Creators, Men Are Providers. And this title is, I know, it's already got its own kind of stereotype, right? But hanging in there with me, I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So when I say that men are providers... I'm actually talking more than just the financial side of things. When I say that a man is a provider, I mean that he provides in all aspects of things. He provides emotionally and he provides mentally. Uh, Mentally as in he provides stimulating conversations for us that we see him as a source of wisdom in a way that he has wisdom to share and uh, that growth aspect, you know, that when you as women, we want to be with someone who can, can stimulate us, can challenge us to become better, better people. Or it doesn't even have to be kind of a self-developmental thing. It can just be someone who excites us and helps us dive more into our passions and helps us, uh, and supports us with all of our endeavors, whether professionally or creatively. Um, for a man, To be a provider, he has to be a safe man, a safe man because he knows what he knows, what he brings to to the table. He has a vision, he has goals, he's assertive, he's not passive, he he desires to give you that space, that container of safety, right? And that can look like listening to your feelings, meeting you where you are feeling vulnerable and being receptive to those feelings. In the financial aspect of things, the man should be excited to provide for you in that way as well because they see you as someone valuable and worthy of investing, you know, like they, they know are very practical with their resources and their money and and if he's not generous if he's not a man who wants to to take you out on dates and pay 100 percent at the table then why like are you dating somebody or do you just have a roommate that you have benefits with or do you just have a a friend that you friend with benefits right the sexual benefits and not actually financial benefits. Let's actually talk about what's been happening, the dynamics happening in this world, in the dating stage, okay? So there are a lot of women who are content with just splitting everything 50%. For example... There are so many women these days who are going on dates with men and actually not expecting them to pay 100% of the meal. Like, girl, what? Like, you just had to take a shower. You had to look good, right? You had to put on some perfume and you had to pick your clothes. And feminine products aren't cheap, y'all. Like, 
Honestly, the makeup and the clothes these days are in the hundreds of dollars if you're just trying to look decent, if you're just trying to look like the average girl out here. And so women are investing in their in their looks, in their, you know, in their in their outer appearance just for this crusty man to take them out on a date and then pay 50% of it or a man like or going on these dates or having these relationships where the men are holding it over their head the amount of money that he's spending on her or just that just or just being with men who wants to be cheap and can't even provide her with free food are you kidding me Men who are providers of safety will have a woman who is relaxed and calm and just in her body. She will be a relaxed feminine in receiving mode who loves and rests in the realm of safety. When you make her feel safe, she is confident and she's wild and she's free. Her energy will naturally create. I believe that creativity is the manifestation of true, authentic love. And love means you have each other's backs, right? That you won't ever betray each other. So the healthy man wants to be the provider. He wants to give you this safety, this container where you feel safe. He will uphold your boundaries And he will not be toxic, okay? He will not lie to you. He will be receptive to your feelings and emotions. He will not downgrade or belittle your feelings. He wants feedback, right? He wants feedback so he can learn more about you, so he can grow with you, so he can become a better man for you. And at the same time, of course, you're providing that for him as well. Men who are providers are obviously they're they're marriage oriented, right? They want you, they they want to supply this loyalty, this structure, this commitment, and of course, this is for the women who are who are wanting to be in monogamous relationships, right? Who want who desire marriage. Um, I can't speak for those who are polygamous or they don't want to be married and they don't want to have kids. I I'm, I can't. I don't really resonate with that. Because, but for those of us who do want to eventually the marriage and the family, it's important for us to be with the men who want to provide that for us as well. And so you really have to look at how he's treating you when you're in the early stages of dating. Is he taking you out? Is he paying for 100% of things? Is he expect? Is he is he putting them a standard for himself to provide for you? And it doesn't have to be, oh, he has to spoil you with these Gucci bags every other weekend or um, treat you to, you know, like vacations every month. No, that's what I'm ta- not talking about. I'm talking about is he is he making you feel valued in, in the way in his actions? Is he making sure that you are spending time together? outside of just you know chilling at home and watching netflix all this stuff because that is just a cheap cheap way that's the easy way for guys to get in your pants and take advantage of you really you have to think about make you feel like a roommate five years down the road 
Or is he going to make you feel like his queen, you know, like his wife, the, the woman that he wants to invest his time, his money, his energy on. And a lot of men that I see are men who want to split things 50% with their girlfriends. Men who want to know what the girl brings to the table in terms of her success and finance. This is actually not a man that you need to be talking to because a man like this doesn't actually, he's not in his purpose. He doesn't know what he, 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 he's not sure of what he, what his purpose is in the world. He, he's not, he doesn't know really who he is and what it means to be a man, honestly. And, and so let's talk about this effect on the women there's a there's a lot there's a belief out here in the world about women being gold diggers and it's a lot of women do actually have one standard which is to to have a man who will just spoil them with money and riches and luxury. That's all they want. They want the they want the vacations. They want the expensive handbags. They want the what is it these people want right now? The Gucci, the Chanel, the Prada products, you know, because that's what they put their value in is the material things of the world. So of course, when there are women like that who do lead with their sexuality, it's they, they're actually trying to control their way into getting what they want, which isn't actually a very feminine thing at all. It's so cutthroat. Like, do you really want to get stuck in, in this, in these just messed up, messed up roles here? Like toxic feminine, you know, a woman who is acting out of her feminine wounds is going to be a taker over being a receiver. All she desires is to be spoiled and to have her things paid for, right? And sometimes this leads them to only lead with their sexuality. It's almost kind of like a prowling line, like they're hungry. They're they're just honestly, they're just demanding. They're just thirsty for some man to pay to pay for them right and the only thing that they will invest in themselves is are their looks their so their makeup and their hair and the clothes that they wear on the other hand toxic men instead of being the provider they're actually using or demanding these things for example they will use sex and they will demand you know they will demand women's bodies instead of supplying that loyalty and that commitment that they're created to do a lot of women desire to be mothers and if you're one of those then you definitely 1000% have to make sure that the men that you are with have a provider mindset right because okay we like to think that we are independent which is a good thing it's a good trait to have is to be the confidence of of relying on yourself 100%. But if you're a woman who wants to eventually become, you know, a mother, there are times when your body is going to be weighed down because of the baby, right? You're going to be pregnant. You're going to um, 
your body is going through all these changes, you're in a very vulnerable place. That's what pregnancy does to you. You become extremely vulnerable. You can't work as hard. You can't do things as much. And you have to be able to depend on a man. And you have to find a, a trustworthy man who is responsible, who is who says what who does what he says that he will who who's committed to his promises committed to his boundaries with you you have to find a man who who is willing to who is capable of even providing for you right for for me when i if i when i am pregnant i'm going to want a man who is a, who is capable of taking care of me 100% Right? Because I don't want to have the stress of feeling that I have to go to work eight months pregnant, right? And that I have to be providing, I have to cook this meal, or I have to clean these dishes. You want a man who will be able to step up and take up on those responsibilities because he wants to provide you that safety so that you can rest and that you can relax. I have always led with my masculinity because. Of the roles that I've placed on myself, I always thought that I needed to, since I was 18, y'all, I've been hustling. I think at one point I was working two full-time jobs and one part-time job. And I was, you know, getting those hours in just so I could, I could pay off my, you know, pay, just afford, afford my bills and all these things. And we're kind of taught, you know, with hustle culture and everything, we're being taught to, to always be working more, never resting. That's actually not natural for our bodies, you know? We we want to be in this receiving mode. Of course, of course we want to work. I love work. I would be so bored out of my mind because the the work and the career provides for me a structure, right? It it gives me this sense of just just accomplishment. I love work. I'm not advocating against it. But I'm saying that we still want to, it's it's the way that we are showing up. Are we showing up as someone who is just hustling and anxious and just trying to take and trying to take as much as we can to be prowling like a hungry lion, right? Or do we want to be free? Do we want to just have this free flowing energy where we just naturally want to create, Right? Where we are relaxed and we're in receiving mode, we are trusting the man that we're with, that he's going to make our lives easier mentally, emotionally, physically, (laughs) and financially, right? Because we got to think about these things when you're dating someone, you're obviously going to end up moving in with them, right? So have you thought about your finances? Have you thought about how you're going to split? Are you guys going to split the groceries? Are you going to, or, or are you guys going to split the bills? How are you going to split it? You want to be with a generous man, right? I feel like money is such a big problem in relationships. It's ended marriages and people break up over it all the time. Because money kind of brings out a different side of people, right? You become so untrusting of somebody. But if we can shift the way that we think about finances, right? And about each, we will shift the way we think about each other and how we are able to share and be generous. Because are you looking 
for a partner who you can 100% be safe with? Or are you looking for a roommate to split your bills with? When you're in, in a relationship with a healthy man, you're going to become so, you're going to feel so creative. You're going to want to just naturally create. That's just, that's like the, that's your inner, right? Your feminine aura just coming out, just wanting to express herself authentically because she finally, for the first time ever, ever feels safe in doing that, right? You're going to want to create out of this love that you you now have, that you now feel. It's like, it's almost like it's being used as a resource. It's being alchemized as a resource. Toxic relationships stunts creativity. It stunts the creativity of a woman. I have been journaling since I was eight, since I w- w- had learned how to write. But when I, but when I was in these toxic relationships, <laughs> I stopped journaling for about five or six years there was nothing to say in my head because everything it was just so my energy was so low how I was just in survival mode how could I possibly thrive in creativity how could how could we possibly expect ourselves to be creative to pursue our ambitions to pursue our dreams when we're out here trying to figure out why your man can't hold a conversation with you right you're in this relationship where you're like Wow, we don't even have stimulating conversations. We're just sitting on our phones. We're just ex- we're just cohabiting this this apartment, right? There's no stimulation at all. There can be stimulation physically, sure, that's great. But anybody with genitals can do that, right? And I I don't want to sound so explicit, but it's the truth. How can you how can you have a creativity mind if your conversations are stunted? If the person that you are with seven times a week, every day, can't hold a conversation with you. And it, when you're in these toxic relationships, you're not, even one, you're not even concerned about being creative. You're concerned about whether he's going to leave you or whether you're going to leave him. You're having all these just traumas coming out. You're playing out all these trauma wounds, right? You're jealous, or if you feel you're jealous, you feel misunderstood, or you feel insecure, or you don't, you know, all these things. How could you possibly feel creative? So it really just takes you being in healthy relationships for you to be able to find that spark. But yeah, guys, that's all I really have for you today. Um, I I hope you resonate with it. And I want you to actually be able to rise up and claim your desires, right? If there's something else that you're desiring from your relationship, then it's your responsibility to voice it. And then it's up to the guy, rise up and meet you where you're at. And if he doesn't, then hey, it's up to you. Are you going to uphold your standards or are you going to settle? But that's all I have today. So thank you for listening. Bye.